I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brown Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest today. I am your host, Jimoka Rodriguez, and we have Jen here with us today. And before we get started, I'm going to read your bio really quickly. You empower small businesses to succeed, providing full-service bookkeeping and financial support. I see that you have a company called JPZ Bookkeeping, and noticing the common thread through previous businesses, the affinity you had down your own books. So whether it was business of your family finances or your wholesale children's clothing line, which is really cool. I can't wait to talk more about that or your Calabasas retail store, keeping the books organized was something that was drawn to you. So you have your own experience of how difficult and overwhelming it is. I will say that too. Sometimes isolating being a business owner, that your company provides a partnership experience and high-level conversations that most business owners crave. Yes, it is lonely at the top, but it doesn't have to be, right? And so I'm so excited to get started on the conversation. So Jen, tell us about your business, kind of what you do and how you help other business entrepreneurs thrive. Sure. So what my business does is we provide bookkeeping to CFO services and everything in between. And what we do with that is we use the information to help guide our clients in their vision and hopefully achieve their dreams. I mean, the goal is really twofold. You know, one, it is to have an organized set of books that you can actually learn information from, but also to be that person for that entrepreneur, you know, be that, I just heard this one term, it's called, it's paraclete. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's someone that walks along with somebody. So we want to be that financial paraclete for lack of a better term to be with that person and um, help see them through the rough times and the good times, obviously, hopefully more good times than rough, because I think you can get a lot of information from your books. And I think a lot of business owners too tend to shy away from that. They don't see it as very important. And, you know, some people don't think it's sexy. I think it's sexy, but some people don't, you know, so, but that's why I do what I do. But I think it's just so important because they want to be able to look back and see what their activity was and what happened and be able to have really thoughtful conversations about it. What worked? What didn't work? How do we get here? How do we get more profit? How, you know, and then look forward. How are we going to change this? What's our long view? How do we get to the goal we want? Oh, I love that. So, you know, that I had to do a quiz before you came on today to interview you. I love doing this. This is my favorite part of this whole podcast because it really brings your personality through. And so when you say you have um, the company and it's all about bookkeeping and making sure that you're looking at the things that people don't always look at, which is, I totally agree with you. It's so important to really understand your business numbers so you can actually grow 
and grow strategically. And it looks like that's, you know, you're really good at that. But you also have this very creative side to you, which to me, I find it super, super awesome to have like a bookkeeper with a little bit of a creative spin. Yes, you're very structured. You're very good at what you do, but you also have this thinking about things a little differently. So you came out as a creator. So I'm going to read this to you. I always do this live because I like people to tell me whether they feel, you know, I only ask you two questions, right? On the quiz. So I can gather a lot of information from your brand personality just by asking these two questions. So I'm going to read this to you and you're going to tell me, yeah, it is does fit or no, I would say it a little differently. Okay. Okay. So the creator sees an opportunity in the world and is attracted to things that enable them to build prototype and refine. The motivation is perfection. You do have a bit of a perfection side to you. The need is to create enduring value. The fear is never achieving greatness and the behaviors are developed skills, invents new ways to do things and creates beautiful things. How do you feel about that? I think it's very accurate. I think that doing books and the finance part of a business can appear to not be creative, but Sometimes you have to be creative and I do appreciate that. I think you sometimes have to think differently. And, you know, I have some, I have have one person that works with me who is very much not creative. So I give her a task. She does it to perfection. I mean, she's fantastic perfection, but she doesn't really think outside the box. But I think in order to be a successful business owner in the business, I have to think big and I have to be open to new ways of doing things or get creative about some of those things. So I think it's actually pretty spot on. I mean, I th- I was surprised, but the way you describe it, it does seem very spot on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always funny how it all works out. But I have five value words that I want you to describe them to me to have your specific definition to them, right? We don't want to look at the dictionary definition. That's not what's important. I want to know what Jen thinks about these particular words. And so define these for me. The first one is inventive. Inventive. My definition of inventive would be, I guess, coming up with a new way to do things, coming up with a creative way to get the desired result that maybe didn't have a straight line. Love it. Rigorous. Hardworking, diligent, thorough. Yes. Thoughtful. I think being thoughtful is a big part about what who I am and what we do. We think about the clients. Every client is different. Every business is different. And I think being thoughtful about their pain points is really important because, you know, in some cases we learn so much about them and so many intimate details that I think being thoughtful about that relationship too is really important. Yes. Precise. Oh gosh. That's like, that has to be my middle name. I mean, for what I do, but I would say precise is a variety of things. Given what I do, obviously, to me, it says accuracy, but it's also precision in communication too. When we're having conversations with clients, they don't necessarily want the fluff. Sometimes they want to go straight to the meat and potatoes of it. And that's really important to be precise and kind of communicate to them in a way that they will actually hear you. And masterful. Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't know. I have to think about that one. Um, Has anybody said, I don't know before? (laughs) No, they haven't. It's funny. You know, when I, when I said masterful, what came to me was we are 
amazing individuals. Having our own businesses is not for somebody who doesn't look at themselves in a critical way. And sometimes when I say masterful, I think people kind of are like, what do you mean I'm masterful? I'm, am I really masterful? So what I love for you to tell us is what are you masterful at? With regards to my business, I feel like I'm masterful at really the relationship. I think that the people that I work, and a lot of it is relationship, the people I work with know they can rely on me. They know I'm dependable. And there's tons of sketchy people out there that do what I do. And I think our strength is that we are very honest and we do create that level of trust. My very first client is still my client today. So, you know, we've grown so much. And um, like I said, it's such an intimate relationship. So I think we have been able to be masterful in developing that trust and that relationship. I love it. Love it. Love it. So obviously this wouldn't be called a brand therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So my question to you is, tell me a story about your childhood and how that connects to what you do today. Gosh, that's a great question. Well, I think, frankly, as a child, I wasn't great with money. And just because I can organize it doesn't necessarily mean that I am great with it. It's kind of like it's easier to teach than to do. But I've gotten better, obviously, and it's it's more interesting to me over the years. So it makes more sense to me. But I think that as a child, my parents were both very frugal and they were great savers. Every financial safety net you could think of, they had and they currently still do. So I think seeing that, I'll be honest with you, it was hard to live up to. And it, it probably, in a way, stunted me from being that same person because they did it so well. You know, like, how do you live up to somebody that's doing it perfectly, right? So I would say that's definitely affected me and what I'm doing. And maybe, like I said, maybe it's easier for me to say than to do. I've gotten better, obviously, over the years, you know, but I've had a lot of time to work on that. (laughs) So I would say that. I would say that from childhood, living up to the financial perfection of my parents was very difficult. So you've already told me a little bit about this, but I want you to define your personal brand. Tell me all about your personal brand. What is it about? My personal brand, meaning my business or me as Jen kind of thing. You as your business. Wow. That's really like nailing, putting it in there, like putting a little cherry on top of it. Um, I would say if I had to say like, what are you talking about? Like a one sentence kind of like, or two sentence thing. Yeah. I would define my business as, I'm going to say the financial buddy that you always wanted or the financial support. I like a buddy kind of sounds a little childish, but it really is. We're not necessarily their like guru, but we certainly are their person. You know, they're their business person. So the financial buddy that every entrepreneur needs. I love that. So let me ask you this. What is your greatest fear? It's so funny. I just wrote this down. I journal every morning. So I just wrote this down. Well, my biggest fear is being poor and houseless. I guess that's the new term. Instead of homelessness, it's supposed to be houseless. Uh, I think that's my biggest fear, to be honest with you. Tell me a little bit more about that. Why do you think that is? To not have a place to live is incredibly scary to me. And I think that some people can, you know, you don't, you know, people that maybe are more of like a rolling stone and they don't necessarily need a house to live in, but they could afford it. I don't know if that's my jam. I really do like having a home base and to be out there and kind of exposed to the world in such a vulnerable way. If I didn't have a house, 
really is, uh, gosh, I'm getting anxiety just thinking about it. (laughs) And then to not have money. Money doesn't necessarily bring happiness. It can help. But also money brings, in my mind, and also based on my upbringing, it brings security. And I think I really appreciate that. I feel like money can get you a lot of places to make you feel mentally okay. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight-plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. So let me ask you this. You know, a lot of us don't get to where we are without some sort of guide or mentor or whatever we want to call it for ourselves. So tell me a story about how somebody kind of helped you get to where you are today. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't even have to think about that person. Her name's Bernadette and she lives here in Los Angeles. And basically I was trying to find myself again after I had my second child and didn't quite know, you know, how some, I don't know if you have kids, but your motherhood can be really difficult and you lose who you are sometimes. And so I was trying to find myself again and I knew I had this strength. And so I was just chatting about it at a birthday party. And my friend said, oh, I know somebody who does exactly what you're looking to do. Let me see if they can connect you. And then they reached out to the person and they got me Bernadette's phone number. And I called Bernadette and I said, I think I want to do what you're doing, but I'm not entirely sure. She's like, come on over. And like this this woman brought this strange other woman into our house and she sat down with me and she showed me what she did. And to this day, I mean, I, I literally called her three weeks ago because I was having a crisis and I needed her feedback. And I mean, she really got me there. She gave me so much positive, so many positive words, you know, at the times I wasn't valuing myself. She was always that person pointing out my value to me. And I think, let me put it this way. I think I was probably wrong a lot, but she she still made me feel like I was not failing. And I thought that was really great. And to this day, she's still my mentor. You know, I mean, we don't talk quite as frequently and I don't necessarily need her quite as much, but she definitely was it. And I talk about, it. I see her, you know, she does what I do. I see her at conferences. I introduce her as my mentor. She she really was. Oh, wow. That's so cool. You know, we it's really hard to find somebody that doesn't feel threatened by your skills. And I do feel like even though sometimes we may do similar things, we can help each other. We all have our different skills and things that we're great at. I just think sometimes we just need to look at it as a potential to help somebody else, a potential to really be there for other women as well. And so that's really beautiful to hear that. So let me ask you this. Tell me a time where you were holding back from doing something? And how did you kind of get across that threshold? 
I think it's been a process, to be honest with you. In my line of work, and I'm sure with everybody's line of work, not everybody that comes our way that's going to pay us is the right fit. So I think that I have worked very hard at trying to get rid of those clients that aren't the right fit. Because I do feel like that kind of negative, negative juju, I call like negative energy that's part of your day. If you have those kinds of people that you don't necessarily really enjoy working with can really hinder you. And so I've made some really tough decisions about getting rid of people that just weren't the right fit. And, you know, they always say when a window closes, a door opens. And I try to believe that I keep trying to think that and Bernadette also is that voice in my ear saying the same thing. And uh, so getting rid of them really was something I had to get over. And I'm still doing it. I mean, I still am, you know, every year I look at my client list and I see if everybody's the right fit. And sometimes it gets to a point, not necessarily annually, where I do have to kind of trim somebody because they're just not working out. But I think Bernadette and other people, I have another networking group that I'm a part of, but, you know, they just constantly saying that you need to really realize your value and not everybody is the right fit. And, you know, to your point, too, also about women helping women is that was also something Bernadette really instilled in me that there's enough work to go around. I'm not an actor, which I feel like would be a very tiny thing to try to go for. But what I do, there's more than enough to go around. So all these people I network with, there's not the competition there because we really do understand this. I mean, you probably know, you know, so many business owners, most of them probably don't have bookkeepers, right? So like, there's plenty of work to go around. Exactly. I wish I would have met you earlier in my life because I was looking for a bookkeeper last year and I couldn't find one that I, you know, like you said, like I connected with. I finally found somebody, but I'll be on the lookout once my contract finishes with her. Cause I think that you, you know, I like your persona and your character. I think that has a lot to do with what you just said. And you're so right. I think when we start our own businesses, we're kind of just taking any client that wants to pay us. Right. And we're just like, we'll take them, we'll take them. And then you're kind of working with them and you're like, this is the client from blank, blank, blank. And you're trying to figure out how do I get rid of this client because they're making me more trouble than I would like. And I think nowadays when I put a proposal out there, I'm interviewing them, I think, as much as they're interviewing me and they want to work with me. And when I'm sharing these things, if they connect with what I'm sharing, then I'm like, they're the perfect client. But if they're asking too many questions and they're getting too nitpicky, I'm like, you know, you might want to find somebody else that would be a better fit for you. And I think that's a really good way that I've learned for me versus what I used to do before. It's like, I'll figure out a way to get them, you know, even if I have to lower my prices and it just never works out when you, when you do that. (laughs) It never works out when you, when the red flags go up, you need to listen to them. Like, and I am experiencing that right now. I'm in the process of trimming one client off that was like red flag, red flag, red flag, but I was doing it as a favor to another client and I shouldn't have done it. And it is what it is. So you live and you learn. Talking about learning, give me three lessons that you've learned over the last few years in your business. I would say, and well, number one is that I deserve good things. I deserve good clients and I have value to match that up. So I shouldn't need to tolerate somebody that isn't the right fit for me. So kind of going on that. Another thing is, that good stuff just builds good stuff. And I know that that sounds good stuff, you know, technical word right there. But I do feel like the good stuff that you put out actually does generate 
good stuff in return. Just like Bernadette did for me. I had someone reach out to me asking me if I could work with them on something. And I was happy to entertain that. And we're still in conversation. But, you know, I had somebody mentor me. I'd love to do that for somebody else if someone feels like they need it. And the other thing I would say is that the sky's the limit. Honestly, I think that there's a mentality that you can't keep going sometimes and that there, there is kind of a cap to your success. But I feel like it's it's unlimited. I don't feel like there's an end. I need to stay behind, basically. So that that kind of positive enthusiasm for growth. Oh, I love that. So tell me to that end, where do you see yourself? in the next 10 years? Where do you see your business? Where do you see you? I'm living the dream right now, to be honest with you. So, I mean, if I were to picture myself in 10 years, I would say I'm doing a lot of the same, maybe a little bit more removed from the business because I really do, we do full service. So we do bookkeeping to CFO. I do prefer more the advisory part of the CFO. So having conversations with the clients about their cash flow and working on budgeting that that really to me is more something i enjoy and and discussing with them you know maybe their succe- succession planning or their operational structure i love doing i know you're going to think i'm crazy i love doing a nice org chart i mean org chart org chart org chart let's do it all day long right so i like that part of it and granted that's not necessarily all finance but it ties in like it really does it all ties in together you know everything is kind of like this big amoeba that crosses over everybody else. And finance is a great way to kind of start that extension and get in touch with everything. So I would like to do that. I mean, I have a great team that works with me and I, um, I'd like to see my business grow, obviously, you know, if I can grow it threefold in 10 years, if not fourfold, then I think I would be very happy, but I'm kind of living the dream. Like right now we're working on going to a four day work week so we can all enjoy an extra day off. We're doing this big experiment right now. So because, you know, I like a three day weekend. I don't know about you, but I do. So I think that's an interesting concept. And I think it's kind of a new way of looking at things. And I really want I want to be happy and I want to be able to live life. And I want my employees to do the same. So we're working on this uh, experiment. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Oh, wow. I love that. As entrepreneurs, I think a lot of times we tend to work off hours and weekends, but there is a benefit to it because you can also schedule things that you wouldn't be able to schedule if you worked a nine to five. So I think there's pros and cons, but I love when you can get really organized and do a four hour week. And you know what I, the idea that came to mind was like, God, you should show your clients on this, you know, hey, I can create a four hour week schedule for you. And that would be an interesting offer to offer people, because I think a lot of times people don't think that that is even possible to do a four day work. But you said four hour week. Are you thinking about Sorry, comparison? four day, four day, uh, four day okay. work. That's OK. I'm not to the four I'm hour thinking week about the work. I'm, I'm thinking about the book four hour or whatever. Or something. Work week. Yes. <laughs> work week. Yeah, by Tim Ferriss, which I'm actually reading right now in my preparation for this, you know, but um, but this it has been a long time coming. I agree with you. It's it's very important to be organized. And I do try to emphasize that with the clients I do more advisory services with is about documenting processes and getting those things in place, because really in a perfect world, if I fell off the face of the planet or I decided to ditch everything, which is not going to happen. But if it happened, 
someone would be able to look at these documents and take over where I left off. And so being able to have that, then you can kind of parse things out and then you can actually live that life because you have that documentation. You have people that know what they're doing and it's just, I'm excited about it. We're all excited about it. So uh, we should see how it goes. Yes. Love it. So tell me, where can people find you? Where do you hang out socially? Socially, like in, like in, like in person? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, like in our social networks, like where can people find, I found you on LinkedIn, right? Yes. So how can people connect with you? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? I'm very active on Instagram, which is JPZ Bookkeeping. Also on TikTok, which is JPZ Bookkeeping as well. TikTok's actually really cool because I do provide some tips, you know, like usually almost every one of my videos has some sort of tip to help you with your business or your organization of your finances. So that's really exciting. And then you can find me on my website, jpzbookkeeping.com, two O's, two K's, two E's. Some people spell bookkeeping differently, but uh, that's really where you can find me. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm so thankful that we got to meet. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I hope to reach back out to you maybe in the future. And you can tell me where you are and how this amazing four day work week. I got it right. A four day work week worked out for you. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always. And thanks everybody for listening. See you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or bespokebranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to bespokebranding.io and click on brand quiz. Or you can email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.